Hello, this is the Reverend Dr. David Chotka of Spirit Equipped Ministries. I want to speak to you about how God speaks. And what I've discovered throughout all of Scripture is that God uses whatever it takes to get someone's attention. And it very often involves not just the idea of thinking or reading, which is really kind of an individualistic thing in our culture, but he very often uses public context. He very often uses not one, not two, but three or four or five, all five of the senses. And he very often involves an emotional bond. And he very often gets us to think and to feel and to speak to us with all of our senses all at once. And you find that scattered all throughout the scripture. I'm going to tell you about uh, one of those accounts so that you can check me out on this one. If you will examine the call of Simon Peter the fisherman, you will see that God spoke fish to a fisherman. In fact, not just Peter, but to his uh, two business partners, James and John. So all three fishermen were called when Jesus used fish to make the call. <laughs> so when they were called by God, Jesus had already been introduced to, to, uh, to the three guys, in particular to Peter. It was a very simple thing. Uh, Peter's brother Andrew had followed John the Baptist. John the Baptist said that Jesus was the one. And so Andrew introduced him to Peter. You can find that story in John chapter 1. But uh, something amazing happened shortly after that. Everybody started talking about the ministry of this man, and Jesus wound up inside Simon Peter's house, I suspect through the family bond with Andrew. And there, Peter's mother-in-law was very sick. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. And that sets the stage for what happens with Peter and James and John's call to the, to the ministry that Jesus had for them. So here's what happened. I don't know how many days it was after this, after this miraculous healing. It's not far apart in Luke's gospel. In chapter 4, the miraculous healing of his mother-in-law happens, followed by crowds of people, followed by this story in John, Luke chapter 5. Uh, Jesus got into Peter's boat because the crowds were tremendously large. They were so large, the Lord needed to get enough distance so that he wouldn't actually be pressed into the water. So he asked Simon if he could get into his boat, and he sat on the edge of the boat. He taught the crowd. I don't know what happened in the teaching or what happened with the crowd, but when that was done, Jesus turned to Simon Peter, who was bone-weary because he'd fished all night and caught nothing. He said to a seasoned fisherman to get in the boat, go out into the deep waters, after he'd spent all night catching nothing. And uh, he asked him to throw at his nets for a catch. Now, if you've just worked a 12-hour shift and you had nothing to show for your labor, I am convinced if I were in that spot, were it not for the family bond, I know what I would have done. I suspect Peter most likely would have told the teacher just to stick to his teaching because he was the fisherman and Jesus was the teacher. <laughs> but, you know, he met him. His brother told him about John the Baptist and the testimony. His mother-in-law had been dramatically healed. So Simon Peter said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. He took his boat out into the deep water. He threw out his nets for the catch, and you know this. It was a tremendous catch of fish. It was so large that it almost sank Peter's boat and James and John's boat. That The two of these boats came right down to the edge of the waterline when they got to shore because of the miraculous catch. And so Jesus called them. <laughs> And, you know, they were so amazed by this, they simply said, well, of course we're going to follow this man. He's an incredible guy. He'd, he'd already seen a miraculous healing, and now he had a miraculous catch. So Peter, James, and John, well, they all started to follow Jesus, and they did so for about, I think, two and a half years. Uh, three, Jesus' ministry started off single, and about six months to a year in, they, he got this band, and they followed him. So 
After this, any time they smelled fish, and in that culture that would have been every day, every time they smelled or saw or tasted or touched fish, they would know beyond all knowing that Jesus had called them. So move forward to the end of Jesus' ministry just before his crucifixion. <laughs> At the very end of Jesus' earthly ministry, Simon Peter, the great leader of the Twelve, who was a good-hearted guy who very often had his foot in his mouth, but a good guy just the same. Well, Peter denied that he even knew the Lord over a, you know, in front of a serving girl, of all things, not in front of a sword at his throat or, you know, at a bow, an arrow-shaped, or a lance or, or a big soldier with, a, with chains. He, he just talked to a serving girl, not once, not twice, but three times. He denied with an oath that he even knew the existence of this man. He was standing by a smoky charcoal fire when that happened. You can find that detail in John 18. He was standing by a charcoal fire. Now, in those days, you know this, the only heat they had was a wood fire. And so he would have smelled it. And at night, when the temperatures dropped, being next to a warm fire, warming yourself, it felt good on one side of your body, and he would heat himself, and the flickering fire would bring its own sense of comfort. So here is what happened to that call of Simon Peter from God that used fish and all of Peter's senses and James and John's as well to call fishermen. It was now intermingled with a threefold denial over a charcoal fire in front of a serving girl. Now every time he smelled a charcoal fire or felt its fiery comfort on one side of his body, he would know that he had completely smashed his call. So now, if he saw fish, and that would have been probably at least every day, and if not every day, every other day, he would recognize that he'd smashed his call. And every time he smelled fire, and that would have happened every time he was in a house that had a fire, and that would have been every day, he would have smelled the charcoal and felt shame wash over his body. So he went back to doing the only thing he knew how to do. He went back to fishing. And he took, he was such a good leader. He took six other apostles with him. So there they were, seven guys fishing. <laughs> this story's in John 21. And here, re press repeat. He, they spent all night fishing, caught nothing. They see a shadowy figure on the shore who tells him to throw his nets out for a catch. They do. And once again, they catch a miraculous catch of fish. They come to shore, and Jesus, they recognize Jesus of Nazareth. He has got a charcoal fire on the shore cooking. And there was fish and bread cooked over a charcoal fire. Fish and bread. <laughs> Can you imagine? And so he smelled the fish. He smelled the charcoal, and Jesus was so nice to them. They denied they knew him, but he was just so nice to them. And he feeds them bread and fish cooked over charcoal. <laughs> you could call them apostles in denial. Can I say this? They denied him, and they were in denial about their call. It was kind of a play on words. Fish and bread cooked over charcoal. The fragrance, the touch, the taste of the fish and the charcoal embers intermingled. Then Jesus spoke audibly to Peter. 
spoke not once, not twice, but three times over the melded fragrance of fish and burning charcoal embers. God spoke fish to call him, and by the way, miraculous catch. <laughs> and when the smell of charcoal imprinted it into his memory around the sense of smell, Jesus of Nazareth used charcoal and miraculous fish to speak by mingling fish and fire and the fragrance and the sense of taste and touch and smell and sight and then finally hearing. And the sound of Jesus' voice restored the fallen one by calling him once again through a miraculous catch of fish, this time over charcoal. Jesus restored the fallen one once for each denial, not once, not twice, but three times. How many senses do you think were involved in that call? Ponder that and remember this. When God wants to speak to you or me, he will orchestrate the events of our lives so that as many senses are needed will be involved in God himself arranging and speaking by divine appointment what he wants on our lives. Every sense can be involved when God speaks. Oh, I believe that God speaks through the ordinary reading of the Bible. I've lived my life that way. But I now believe that he takes our entire existence and orchestrates divine appointments sets it up so that we meet the ones we're supposed to meet and recognizes when we're being imprinted by emotion or by senses and then speaks into those emotions using the senses to imprint his call on our lives. God spoke Peter to Peter and God will speak you to you. This is Reverend Dr. David Chotka of Spirit Equipped Ministries. If you would like to receive regular blogs, you can go to my webpage, www.spiritequip.com, and you can sign in at the opt-in section at the bottom of the page. Or if you want to receive YouTube videos and get a notice when they're in, you can go to Spirit Equipped Ministries and subscribe there. But I just know that God himself will speak to you about that. May the Lord bless you, and God's peace be with you.